morning, everyone. This is uh, Jay Austin, uh, Bowtie King of Atlanta. Uh, today, I'm excited to talk about a subject that uh, I feel that I know a lot about, uh, which is the cigar culture. Uh, there are a lot of shops around the metro Atlanta area uh, because our smoking laws in the state of Georgia are not as strict as you would find in New York or California or some other states. So the byproduct of that is we are teaming with a lot of different cigar shops. Uh, there's a lot of people who have not really smoked cigars that are kind of putting their foot in the water and wanting to get into the culture, which it is definitely a culture. Uh, it's not just uh, like uh, smoking a cigarette. Um, the cigar culture is, uh, there's a lot that goes along with it uh, prior to sitting down and lighting up a stick. Uh, and that's with the uh, that's what the veterans call it. You very you very seldom hear a veteran or a cigar aficionado actually call it a cigar. Uh, it's just a stick, and uh, we'll get into that a little later in the episode. So what I wanted to uh, do is, um, you know, I, I looked around, and I've been in the scene for a long time. So what I really want to do is kind of highlight some of my hidden gems uh, shops, was, is what I like to call them, are hidden gems of uh, shops that I've been in two uh, around the metro Atlanta area um, and let me let me put a full disclaimer out there uh, that's not to say that the shops that I like are the only shops uh, because I like to feel that I visited my fair share and uh, I, I want to see them all but uh, having said that uh, a lot of shop every shop has its own culture uh, as well so uh, I kind of want to highlight the different cultures um, that the different cigar shops have and the ones that uh, I gravitate towards. And uh, I don't know, some of the things that uh, I like being a businessman is being able to go to a cigar shop and uh, not necessarily go in as a hard sell person, but uh, in Atlanta, uh, networking is just uh, this the Atlanta way. Um, a lot of times, a lot of business gets done on golf courses and cigar shops. So I really like to go to places where, um, especially during business hours, you can sit down and uh, work, work, get your work done, but then also, um, you know, might meet other like-minded business people, see how you can help them, see how they can refer you. Uh, so there's certain shops that kind of breed that element uh, that will uh, attract a business type uh, individual. Uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people that work uh, like territorial managers, so they're on the road. Uh, so it's always nice to know uh, where a cigar shop is, where you could pull over and. I don't know, get some work done. Now, for me, since uh, I have a home office, I, a lot of times uh, Atlanta is known for uh, our world-famous traffic. So uh, one of my um, reasons to visit so many shops as I uh, get around is I, I never want to wait in Atlanta traffic. So I, I like to have little shops, uh, depending on what part of town I'm in and when the Atlanta traffic really heats up, I just make it a point. I said, well, you know, if I'm going to sit somewhere, might as well sit in this cigar shop and uh, let the traffic go down. 
So uh, that's one of the reasons uh, that I personally got a chance to experience so many shops around the metro area. And I'm real excited today uh, because uh, later on in the podcast, uh, I'm going to be sitting down and having an interview with a new owner of D&D Cigar Shop in uh, Hiram, Georgia. And for those who are not familiar with the lay of the land, um, Paulding County is to the west of Cobb County. So it's a really developing uh, suburb of Atlanta. Uh, When I got down here almost 30 years ago, uh, it was considered way out in the country. But, uh, you know, as things expand, the city just goes more and more. So it's still considered uh, what some people might call the country. But um, I I like to say it has a Mayberry feel, uh, but people are uh, definitely moving out this way. And the D&D Cigars is right downtown, Old Main Street. Uh, so it, it definitely has an ambiance that is uh, kind of laid back, uh, has the country store feel. Uh, but here nor there, the shop changed hands a few months back and the new owner, and, and let me stop there, the old owner, uh, his name was Gary Weekly, was a super, super, super great guy. Uh, he had other business interests, so he sold to Dave Jackson. And uh, Dave Jackson and his wife, Angel, are like really a a dynamic duo is what I like to call them. Uh, Real personable. Um, They they actually they they make you feel welcome. Um, I feel I've met Dave uh, around several shops before he uh, actually hit. Well, they husband and wife purchased the store Um, and just just a great guy and i'm happy uh to have him on today he's agreed to take some time out and sit down and do like a q a and uh about uh him uh his passion about cigars and and just say what 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 makes you uh buy a cigar shop because anybody who who's really in the culture uh understands that uh you know you're you're you, you you're not gonna you don't get into the cigar business to to make a ton of money and ride off into the sunset. It's definitely a passion uh, when you buy a shop. So uh, after the break, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that um, you might look for when you're out uh, exploring cigar shops. Stay tuned. Well, all right. Thanks for hanging around. I think I'm getting the knack of this whole podcast thing. It's really fun. Uh, and uh, please leave us comments, uh, email us, text us. Uh, let us know what you want to talk about and how we're doing, because uh, actually that's the only way to get better is to um, know how you're doing. Okay, so um, let's just jump right back into the topic. Uh, I really uh, would like to take a moment and kind of outline what makes uh, not necessarily a good cigar shop, but some of the things that you may look for uh, when you're visiting uh, cigar shops, especially especially if you haven't, um, I don't know, really smoked before or uh, you're still smoking cigars with plastic tips or things like that, and you just kind of want to step up your game. So here we go. Here's my, um, I guess, my top 10 things. I, I, like, I like the way David Letterman always kind of put things in the top 10. So uh, work with me. I hope I don't lose count. 
Well, uh, the first thing I think uh, that I look for and one should look for uh, when you're going to a shop is, uh, hey, can you can you park there? Uh, I do know a couple um, nice shops and yeah, you can't park. And, and uh, a lot of times, you know, when you go to a cigar shop, you go into a cigar shop to relax. You know, you want to come in, you want to, you know, park, and then you want to walk in and, and start the relaxation process. So you always want to look for parking uh, because that's very important uh, to get there. And like I mentioned earlier in the episode, you know, if you've been in traffic and, you know, the last thing you want to do is, is fight to get into uh a shop to smoke and there's no parking. Having said that, um, I can think of a few shops where it's it's worth it. Uh, you may have to jump through a few hoops to park, but you know when you get there, you're going to have a good time. So I always weigh that option out. Uh, option two, uh, what you'll find is a lot of people, um, a lot of people are loyal to their neighborhood shop, and this is a good thing because, like I said earlier, uh, you, you don't you don't buy a cigar shop or open a cigar shop um, to get rich. It's definitely a passion. Uh, margins aren't uh, that big, but it's something. It's, it's definitely look at a cigar shop when you see one in your community as a service to the community, a quality of life place. Uh, so a lot of people don't necessarily go to different shops and they support their shops and that's a good thing. But, um, uh, sometimes I think, uh, if you, if you just go to the same shop over and over and over and over again, uh, you really, uh, you're not really totally experiencing the whole culture. Uh, again, you want to support your shop uh, and your your local neighborhood because it is a quality of life deal. But don't be afraid. Uh, you know, once you're established in your local shop and like Cheers, everybody knows your name. Don't be afraid to uh, go out and, and experience uh, other shops because um, you never know who you might meet. Uh, you never know. Uh, you might find a new cigar that you like. And then you can come back and tell uh, the people at, at your shop, hey, have you tried this cigar? Or, uh, you know, can you bring this in? Because the shop owners, are, you know, they, they're fighting the battle of, hey, they want the best um, cigars in their humidor as well. And how would they know? Um, how would they know if uh, their customers aren't telling them? So you definitely want to look at that. Uh, third thing uh, that you want to check out, and this is more for the aficionados who really enjoy smoking, uh, you definitely want to check out the humidor. Uh, now, I will say this in Atlanta, um, you know, there are, there are a lot of shops that, that pop open and, you know, they have the best intentions and there's nothing in the humidor. Uh, you can get coffee, you can get water, there's TVs everywhere, there's leather seating, and you go in the humidor and there's nothing there. Um, you know, that's a, to me in my book, that's a cardinal sin. Uh, you know, if you want a sports bar, you know, get a sports bar, but once you advertise that you're a cigar lounge, um, you should have cigars. Um, now, I'm not saying that, um, you know, you got to go in and people have to have, you know, $100 cigars or, or Dave Doff, but there are certain staples that I feel uh, really make the experience. Um, and, you, you know, I, I've been into a few cigar shops where, you know, there was nothing in there. The owners were nice, but probably not going back to that because I feel that's not the true um, cigar experience. So, you know, you definitely want to go look at the humidor. Um, 
and just make sure they have you know more than five or six boxes um because you know who it's like going to mcdonald's and you know they're advertising hamburgers and you go in and they've got you know one or two hamburgers you're definitely not going to go back to uh that mcdonald's for sure uh fourth thing i think to look for if you're uh exploring your cigar shops is seating um you know you want to be comfortable uh some depending on where you go uh and depending on the owner's vision uh seating um may vary uh some again like i said earlier some people like a sports bar feel um other people like to go all the way out with with nice rustic leather um now some of the shops or a lot of the shops you know they they want to have some high top tables where you can sit down and do some work on your laptop and you you also want to be mindful of power outlets um you know smoking a cigar smoking a premium cigar is about an hour uh experience uh, could be longer if the conversation is good uh but you want to look you know make sure that you can sit down break out a laptop and uh the seating is comfortable because you know um it's it's not a cigarette when you sit down and smoke a cigar you definitely want to be comfortable so uh check out the uh check out the seating uh fifth thing i think um i i i guess i would put it in the category of the clientele uh, and a lot of times the owners don't have uh a choice of who comes and goes but um, like I said earlier, there are some people that all they do is they want to smoke and they want to support their shop. So you will see, uh, if you go to the same shop, you'll start seeing the same people. Uh, people can make a breaker shop, uh, and, and, you know, real simple, uh, not to put too fine a point on it. Sometimes, uh, people, uh, they're not welcoming and, you know, you totally, one thing that I, I have a stake in the ground about is, you know, when you come into a cigar shop, it should be like a barber shop. It should be a place where if you make eye contact, or even if you don't, you come in and uh, protocol or etiquette says you speak to everybody. Uh, it's a place of relaxation. Some shops, um, they get clicky. And, you know, you're an outsider uh, and, and you feel like an outsider and you don't feel welcome. You know, um, you know, I usually give a shop three times because sometimes, you know, it could just be a bad day. But if I continually get that experience where I'm not welcome, um, you know, it's the click and, and you know, this is these guys, this store, uh, probably not going to come back. So you definitely want it to be inviting. Uh, I guess the sixth thing I would point out is um you know i i i think would be uh diversity uh which is kind of piggybacking off my last point you know i think it would be diversity i tend to gravitate towards shops where there's a good mix on the crowd um and you know a good mix on the crowd means that uh you know you're going to get uh fierce debate sometimes you know, you're going to you're going to understand other uh opinions and views of other people uh, so I, I, I really, you know, I, I don't want to, um, again, put too fine a point on it, but some cigar shops that have opened in the past five, six years, uh, especially in the Atlanta market, uh, they tend to be more, uh, nightclubs that they're, they're looking for a nightclub atmosphere and don't get me wrong. That has its place. There are certain people that enjoy that. 
Um, I'm not one of them, uh, so I, I'm not really looking for a club experience uh, when I'm smoking a cigar. So there are some that, that and again, that's not an either-or proposition, but, um, you know, I am talking about it from um, sharing my expertise. Um, you know, and I kind of want to digress there for a minute uh, and uh, kind of uh, set up my next segment. And, you know, it would be... Um, I guess the people factor, I think I want to drill down on that a little more to really talk about what makes a cigar shop special from a people uh, point of view. So when I get back, and just to let you know, I have been counting, uh, we're at number six, but uh, in our next segment, I just want to, um, uh, I just want to dive down a little bit about, um, I guess, the sociology of a cigar shop, the the people uh, part of it that... um, that really makes the culture unique. So stay tuned. Okay, so uh, we're back, and I wanted to get a little deeper uh, down into the uh, people aspect uh, of a cigar shop, uh, what I feel uh, makes it, especially, well, let me finish my thought, what makes it really uh, mentally stimulating for me uh, is... You know, in in today's climate, okay, uh, we've got the Trump train, we've got uh, Black Lives Matter, we've got college students uh, of all walks. uh, So that could be uh, HBCUs, it could be Georgia Tech, it could be Emory, uh, it could be Georgia State, University of Georgia. Uh, Atlanta is truly a melting pot, and I think what makes Atlanta such a uh, special place is it's hard to find people who are actually from here. Uh, you have a lot of transplants. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm originally from Los Angeles, uh, so I've lived in big cities. Um, you know, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, uh, again, Los Angeles, uh, Miami. Uh, these cities are, are very, very diverse as well. But I think well, what, what kind of sets Atlanta apart is its geographic location in the country. This is uh, the South. And uh, many people arguably would call Atlanta the capital of the Southeast. So um, there's a lot of uh, ideas, uh, competing ideas, uh, feelings, and different emotions that uh, are common here in Atlanta. I think in my travels, uh, the cigar shops is probably one of the last bastions of a, a, a place where you're free, no matter what your political stripe is, your religion, faith, football team, basketball team, my favorite baseball team, uh, you know, you can freely speak in a cigar shop and you know, that is one of the things that really draws me to cigar shops or to for them to make my list personally is where people can sit down uh, and exchange ideas uh, in a diplomatic way. And to, I've seen some conversations get uh, passionate, but at the end of the day, uh, we everybody could always retreat back to the cigar that they're smoking and can understand that it's somewhat of an unwritten rule of camaraderie. 
Uh, and me, myself, uh, I've had opinions, and I, I'll speak for myself. Uh, I've had opinions when I've gone in a shop that I've held all of my life. And I've had people um, that are staunchly to the other end of the political spectrum from me really sit down and explain their position uh, and not in a talking points format. Um, just gave me something else to consider. Um, and I'm from the school of thought that, uh, you know, if you correct a wise man, he'll grow even wiser. If you correct a fool, they'll probably end up hating you. So uh, I think cigar shops uh, are really unique uh, chambers, uh, if you will, for free thought. Uh, to be exchanged um, and I have seen shops where you know I, I've, I'm thinking of a few people uh, and I won't mention them by name I'm just thinking of a few people that I know that are you know I if I had to say I I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't put it past them to say that they they may have even burned a cross or two uh, in their lifetime uh, and I can say after engaging them over a cigar and really getting to know them and about their grandkids, what their hopes are, uh, what their fears are, what their dreams are, uh, we found common ground. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, that's that's becoming very rare in uh, the culture of the United States today. So, uh, you know, that that is one reason that I really, really uh, enjoy the culture uh, as well. Uh, because I can't think of a place where, you know, it's socially acceptable these days. And that's that's really to include our, our, our government. Uh, a lot of times our government, they're split right down party lines. They don't talk to each other. Uh, it's all about scoring points. Um, where, you know, I grew up in the 80s when there was the Ronald Reagans and the Tip O'Neills. But there was this certain uh, level of civility. Uh, that I think some of the A-tier shops still have. Uh, and, you know, as long as we're talking to one another, uh, I think that overall that's good for the country. Uh, and, you know, that's just something that I love. And I remember uh, when I first started smoking cigars, I was living in Fort Lauderdale, and I just thought it was so amazing that, Every time I went to a shop, and, you know, I had my favorites down there as well, every time I went into a shop, I would come out mentally stimulated. I, I, I picked up something. And, you know, and I'm not necessarily talking about all politics. You know, I'm I, I, not afraid to say I didn't even know what an eagle was um, watching golf. You know, I'm sitting there with some guys and, you know, we, we hit it off and they were avid golfers. And, you, you know, I, I understood. OK, oh, OK, so this is a birdie. This is an eagle. Uh, you, you're such and such under par. And, you know, here's the I, uh, you know, I learned something. And, you know, in return, that enriched my life. Uh, anybody who knows me knows I love baseball. Well, you know, a lot of people, um, they don't really know a lot about baseball. I mean, you know, they'll 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 go to a game and they'll know three strikes you're out and they'll know like, oh, that's a center fielder. But there's a lot of nuances that go uh, on in baseball. And I know I've shared knowledge. And uh, last but not least on that point. You know, when you go into a shop, and I, I really remember this uh, when I was in South Florida, two things I want to say. One, in South Florida, the culture down there is embedded into the grain. And if you meet anybody at a cigar shop, and I mean anybody, 
and you strike up a conversation, it was customary to, one, ask them what they were smoking, and two, give them a cigar. I'd never seen anything like that. I mean, and if they didn't have a cigar to, to give you, um, they go buy one right there and just, you know, they, they talk about the stick of, that they were smoking, what they liked about it. Uh, and then, you know, quit reaching their pocket or walk over, buy one and say, hey, you know, smoke this. And next time I see you, uh, we'll talk about it. And I just thought that was just so amazing. And, uh, you know, I was just blown away. I'm like, we're, you know, this is this is inviting, you know. So, um you know, that's, that within itself uh, really uh, drew me into the culture. And when I came back to Atlanta, you know, I just can't think of all the stuff that I can share that I learned from just talking to guys over cigars. And, um, you know, I, I never want to uh, go to shops where, you know, we can't talk about cigars. We can't talk about anything else. I think that that is uh, very uh, important. Uh, as part of the culture. Uh, so that's just uh, my little piece that, you know, I really, you know, want to share uh, when it comes to this whole thing we call the uh, cigar culture. Uh, it's important for me to always walk out, no matter how big, how small, that I learned something. And, and maybe, you know, along the way, I've, I've planted some seeds and some other people learned some things from me as well. Uh, and it, I think uh, growing up uh, as a, 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 a from, I guess you want to say, uh, young adulthood to middle age, I think cigar shops have really, uh, over the years, uh, molded me to to be uh, just more aware of, you know, my views aren't the only views. Um, you know, there's more to, to life than politics. And, um, you know, to, to finish up this segment, you know, if you really, really look at it and talk to somebody, uh, you have more in common with people than what you don't have in common with them. So, you know, I've just kind of learned to, you know, I, I, everything doesn't have to be my way. I don't have to be right all the time. But cigar shops are they really uh, they really cultivate uh, that atmosphere where you're free to take the floor. And you're free to state your opinion and people are, are listening and, and uh, you know, they could give their rebuttal or their retort. But at the end of the day, you know, you're one of the guys. Um, so that's what I have to say on that segment. And when we get back, uh, we're going to be talking to David Jackson, uh, the owner of D&D Cigar Shop in Hiram, Georgia. And I'm really excited. I just know you guys are really going to love Dave. And I thought about something while I was on the break. Uh, I know we're at number six of 10 things to look for in a cigar shop. So what we're going to do, we're going to pass the ball to Dave and we're going to ask him to give us the last four points on what to look for in a cigar shop. So stay tuned. We'll be back with Dave Jackson. Hey, good afternoon, Dave. How you doing, Jay? Man, I'm doing wonderful. Uh, thanks for uh, taking time out of your schedule to join us today for our podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, what's going on, man? Well, uh, just over here trying to uh, keep our shop uh, up and growing and trying to make some improvements and, um, you know, loving life, actually. 
All right. Well, um, I'm going to jump right in. I promise you we keep this to uh, maybe 10 minutes. Give you a little background of what we're already what we've already been talking about in the podcast is, uh, you know, we have a top team, uh, and I'm up to number six. So uh, we've got four more things that um, we kind of want to initiate people who may be getting into the cigar culture as to, uh, you know, top 10 things that people should look for when they're uh, checking out a cigar lounge. And I know I'm, I'm going to put one on a tee for you. And then uh, I'd like for you to give us uh, four more things or three more things uh, of what you look for in a cigar shop. And let me just stop there and introduce our, and, and, and tell our listeners just a little bit about you. Uh, Dave, I've been knowing him now uh, probably about five to six years, uh, just been passing by each other at different cigar shops. Uh, and I recognized uh, Dave um, just because, I mean, he's always in the shops and everything. But uh, here nor there, it's a little small shop out in Hiram, like I said. And Dave ended up uh, purchasing uh, that cigar shop, Dave and his wife. And Dave, how long have you owned the shop now? We purchased the shop last mm. October 13th. Okay. All right. So I'm not going to steal your thunder. I know you're going to talk about some of the upgrades and what's going on. But <laughs> Dave... Uh, and, and to our listeners, this is number six. Dave, tell us about the importance of a good ventilation system at a cigar shop. <laughs> wow. Um, to me, that's paramount. Um, if you don't have a good ventilation system, you know, um, you end up with a situation where your customers can't truly enjoy their cigar experience because, you know, they're suffering in somebody else's smoke. So, you know, our store, we run a big smoke eater, as you know, and we um, we kind of kind of pride ourselves on our ventilation. But if you if you're in a situation where you're in a shop and it doesn't have the proper ventilation, you know, you've you've probably already gotten to a stage where you're not as comfortable. You don't get to enjoy your cigar, you know, and you don't want to turn anyone away from your shop by not having the proper ventilation. So sure. for me, I, I think it's, I think it's probably a little higher up on the list to be honest with you. Um, sure. But, sure. but as, as, as far as systems go, um, you know, there, there are various systems that'll, you know, be able to do everything you need done. Um, I kind of got turned around there, but. Well, sure. Sure. Well, well I, I know it's kind of, I know it's kind of new. I know you're kind of running around Dave. Uh, but the ventilation system is important. We did talk about the seating, um, and we did talk about the electrical outlets, which, uh, you know, you have just done a great job because I'm sure you've seen over the years that a lot of business people come in, people have laptops, they're living off their mobile devices. And I really like the way you came in and made uh, power accessible. So Dave, uh, the other thing, I, you know, we talked about Humidor, but you being a shop owner, and I would consider it to be a true cigar aficionado tell us a little bit about what a person might look for or uh, from an owner's perspective about the humidor itself what should it have and by the way uh, i like the uh ambient lighting that can uh, <laughs> just brilliant uh, i just want to throw that out there but tell us a little bit about uh door from from your experience and your perspective as uh, as an owner well as as an owner being on this side of the couch 
I think a humidor one should be bright, clean, neat, and basically in some type of order for, you know, the various palettes, the various brands, you know, the way we kind of took our approach with our humidor, we kind of took the approach of a shopping mall. You've got anchor stores, and then you have the little stores in between to get to the anchor store. So, sure. you know, I, I have my bigger, you know, the bigger carriers, the bigger lines out. And then I do some boutique, boutique stuff in between to kind of, you know, anchor out my corners. So if you're that guy that's diehard name brand, we have that. And if you're looking for some of the, you know, some of the boutique smaller operations, we have those as well. So with that said, it's easier for me to say, hey, here's a major guy. I'm not going to say any names, but here's a major guy. And if you're used to smoking that, you may enjoy this smaller brand. It's in the same flavor profiles. It'll give you some of the same, you know, same characteristics. And you may enjoy that. And then that customer may, you know, discover a new stick, something that they like to smoke on a regular basis. Sure. Now, Dave, uh, I, I touched on that earlier in the podcast, and you said it, so I just want to drill down a little bit uh, to maybe some people who are not in the in the in the culture. Uh, you mentioned uh, flavor profile. What you know, and, and short and sweet, I, we don't want to get too technical, but 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 what does that necessarily mean? Can you explain that? Well, yeah, um, my thing was the flavor profile. You know, you've got your, your mediums, your, your full bodies. And uh, I like to kind of equate it to, you know, your white liquor, dark liquor drinkers, you know, mm. some, you know, and that's kind of how I profile people when they come in and say, hey, I want to try a cigar, but I've never tried one. My first question is, well, do you drink? And if you drink, what do you drink? Do you drink dark liquor, white liquor? You know, are you a whiskey? Are you a bourbon drinker? And that kind of helps me set where I start with that cigar for that individual. So, you know, I may start with something Connecticut if they're white liquor drinkers, if, you know, I might ease into something slightly medium, but, you know, and of course my whiskey and bourbon drinkers, I'll go medium to full bodies, you know, and that's of course in, you know, your tobacco leaf profiles where, you know, depending on your region and your color of wrapper and, you know, everything else is just kind of, it's kind of one of those things where it's, it's hit or miss. It's like when you're a teenager and you started drinking, you know, and everybody drank a rum and coke because it was the easiest thing to order. And then right. you discovered, you know, <laughs> then you discovered <laughs> went, that went there's there. some scotch out there and some bourbon out there, you know. So, you know, you try to take people, you know, I guess baby steps, if you will, you know, sure. start them out and kind of slowly step them up and figure out what their taste profiles are. Sure. Well said, Dave. Now, uh, so uh, I'm, I've been keeping account with our listeners. So uh, we're up to number seven. So, Dave, um, you know, top 10 things that people uh, should look for um, when they are just exploring different cigar shops. OK, it's up to you. Can you give us three more to finish off our top 10? Anything you see? I know you get around. I know you've probably been to every shop, uh, if not the Southeast, it, definitely Atlanta. Just uh, uh, give us three more things to finish out our top ten uh, from your perspective, what you look for uh, or what someone should look for when, they, when they're visiting a cigar shop. Uh, okay, well, um, one is always, you know, the selection of cigars. Uh, two, 
I would have to say the the knowledge of the personnel in the shop, you mm. know, make sure Good. that those people can guide you, you know, in the event that you don't know which way you're going with a cigar, you want something recommended. You know, I think the customer experience is really high when it comes to getting helpful knowledge. Sure. Um, and I guess thirdly, the quality of the cigars, making sure they're at the right humidity, right temperature, mm. you don't have dry cracked cigars, you know, um, you know, the way the the way the humidor is kept. You know, you find a lot of a lot of places won't have their their product at what I like to call optimum selling value. You know, it's not they're not in the best condition. Mm, that's and we've all been out there. We've all grabbed one of those, you know, because they just don't smoke well. You know, sure. if it won't burn even, you know, you that's that's a problem because you don't want to go out there and spend thirteen, fourteen, you know, twenty dollars for a stick and it's not burning properly. It doesn't draw well. You know, that that's a major sure. part of your experience. Well, Dave, you, you you opened up something else that I just wanted to, to speak a little bit on because I didn't really know when I started smoking uh, when you talked about the humidity of a cigar. So can you just talk about uh, even when someone purchases a cigar, what do you recommend uh, the, the optimal uh, humidity for the home humidor? Well, we try to keep everything right at 70% humidity. And I try not to have anything, well, my humidor tries, I keep the hum, <clears throat> excuse me, the humidor right at 70 degrees. I don't let it get above that, and I keep the humidity the same way. Um, okay. One thing I've, I've, it's a habit of mine, and a lot of, a lot of store owners don't like it, but I'll pick up a stick, hold it to my ear, and just simply roll it lightly in my fingers. If I hear uh -huh. crackling and crackling and crunching, I know that cigar is a bit dry. Mm. Wow. So there's a good possibility that it's not going to burn well. Hmm. See, I didn't know that. See, I learned something. See, wow. Well, thank, thanks for sharing that. Well, Dave, I'm going to, I'm going to move the conversation along a little bit. This is, this is uh part of the uh, uh, experience in the cigar culture, in my opinion, as well. Uh, a lot of shops, actually, they have events and uh, shows. Uh, well, we'll just call them cigar events. Uh, some of the yours, and, and I, I I spoke earlier before you came on about parking. I tell you, Dave, I, I can remember moving out uh, to the neighborhood, going to the shop, which I've always loved. Um, but now it's you, you it's people come and, and they're parking in the front and the back and everything. So it's exciting. But tell us a little bit about the events you have. I see D&D Cigar uh, that you own out in Hiram, uh, Main Street. Uh, it's always got something going on, the different, uh, whether it's Rocky Patel. Uh, and I looked, on my, uh, I looked on my social media, and I see you have an event coming up Friday. But just kind of tell us about uh, the shows, what a person can expect when they come to a cigar event. Well, mainly what we're trying to do um, one, we're trying to rebrand the store, as you know. So the first way I thought to do that would be, one, go to all the reps that I can get a hold of and try to do shows, you know, and I've been trying to do once one a month. Uh, this Friday we have uh, Oscar with GTO. 
Uh, we're looking for that to be a great event for Oscar. Uh, we're trying to make sure that we can get the GTL brand out back in this store in abundance. Um, as far as the other events we put on, uh, you know, we always try to have some food in place. We have all kinds of cigar deals, you know, the buy threes, buy fours, you know, get sticks free and, you know, um, all kind of swag, ashtrays, lighters, hats, banners. Sure. You know, we try to make sure that we have the best possible experience we can for someone that, you know, comes to one of our events. Um, and we're also trying to create awareness for those lines for people that aren't very familiar with them. You know, so we have, like you said, the Rocky Patels, you know, the Gurkhas, the Perdomos, you know, um, the GTOs. You know, we sure. have one uh, coming up, I think, uh, after the GTO, we'll have Camacho coming in as well. So wow. we try to create a situation where we have every possible vendor that we can get our hands on to come in. And we've actually put a turn on things, and we're going to do a pipe event Wow. Here in the store with one of our local guys, who's actually one of our in-house employees, who is very knowledgeable on the pipes, and we're going to do an in-store pipe event as well, and that will be posted on our site. And I'd love to pass it, pass it through with you as well. Sure, yeah, we'll, be- we'll we'll put that on, and just just for our listeners, uh, we're, we're launching. Um, well, we've been launched, but we kind of rebranded BowtieLife.net. So, uh, all stuff uh, that you talked about, uh, Dave, we're going to take that and then we're going to turn around and put that in our ecosystem on BowtieLife.net. So uh, I, I do follow and I hope I hope, um, I hope that it's Dean, uh, who's a regular guy over there. He taught me so much about pipes. It's kind of something I've been tapping in uh, as well. So well, Dave, one, 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 uh, one thing on that point uh, before we uh, move on to the next uh, topic, um, you know, I I know a lot of times when people that come into the cigar culture and they're new and they, they kind of don't know uh, some of the unwritten rules, but is it safe to say, uh, you know, if, if a person uh, is uh, coming to an event that it's just kind of customary to, to actually support uh, the, 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 uh, the that's hosting the event. Uh, what 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 do you, what, what would you say to somebody? I know you don't want to put pressure on anybody to buy something, <laughs> but I've always felt like there was an unwritten rule there. How do you feel about that? Well, I kind of agree with you there. Um, You know, the way I've always done it, to me, you know, the proper etiquette going into anybody's shop is if I come in your shop, I'm going to buy something. If you're having an event, I'm going to support your event, you know, because I I understand that, you know, that's a relationship that you're building between, you know, that vendor yourself and your customers. So. Yeah, I, I would always recommend, you know, buying something from the vendor or the rep that is in the shop for that event. Sure, sure. Well, uh, I'm, now, now I want to move on. Uh, as many of you uh, who are listening to the podcast understand that uh, not only do I live the bowtie life, but I'm a small business <laughs> owner uh, myself. And uh, this month we're actually celebrating nine years in business. Uh, and just like Dave, uh, there's Dave out there, and like I say, we got you on here. But Dave, we just want to take a minute and talk about your boss, your your rock, um, uh, your your wife. Uh, I, you know, uh, from the first time I met her and you officially as the owners, she is something special. Uh, you talk about uh, the hostess with the mostest, always uh, welcoming everybody. 
Uh, you're not going to come in there and, and she, she's going to greet everybody. She is just a phenomenal spirit. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about her? Well, you, you kind of hit on it, actually. Uh, I've got a little thing. She's the boss, and I'm the man. <laughs> so, Let me write that down. <laughs> right. You know, and if you know anything about being married, she's the boss, and I'm the man. But, yeah. uh, no, I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm truly blessed. I have a wonderful wife. She has been extremely supportive. Uh, when I decided to get out of the freight business and started talking about this venture, you know, she jumped on 100%. Uh, I've only had her smoking cigars now for about two and a half years. So a lot of it is new to her, but as far as the way, you know, she takes on, you know, ownership of this shop. And I don't mean that in just by way of us owning it. I mean, you know, it is truly her lifeblood right now. You know, right. she is, she is in there 100%. You know, you can't walk in the door without her speaking to you, addressing you, trying to help you. You know, she is just, She's just wonderful, man. Right. And, you know, um, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of it without her. I, I just, you know, I'm just going to be real and, with you. And, and it's genuine, Dave. I, I, I just want to put that out there. Uh, I myself, I uh, meet a lot of people. Um, and, I mean, you know, Atlanta, I've been in Atlanta now almost 30 years. And Atlanta's a great city, but it's a lot of wannabes and it's a lot of thousandaires. And, and you just got to get used to people who aren't genuine. And I would have to say your wife, as well as you, are uh, very genuine. And that's one of the things that I talked about earlier in the show. Uh, the owner, uh, the, any shop, and I'm, and I'm sure you can agree with me on this, but any shop, uh, inevitably, it takes on the, 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 the characteristics of the owner. And, uh, you know, I talked earlier about Gary Weekly, who I actually have. I, I love the man. He's a great guy. You know, he's a previous owner. Uh, but I definitely felt that I, I definitely felt your personality uh, come in as as you guys came in and and really just made strategic moves uh, to to in, enhance the experience. Now, Dave, I, I have to give you kudos. I really like the way that you you bought in new things. Uh, you and your wife bought in new things, but you did an excellent job, in my humble opinion, of making the regulars. Um, stay and bring people with them. Um, what did did you have a strategy on that, or how, how did that come about? Well, um, no, I actually didn't have a strategy on it. That's the beautiful thing about it. Um, wow. A lot to do with us even thinking about purchasing this shop is, you know, as you know, I was a regular in this shop for about seven years. I've okay. watched this shop change hands twice. Oh, you know, and in doing that, I was just, you know, I'm one of the guys. So when it came down to even thinking about purchasing the place, it was like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's my shop. You know, I'm used to being here, so why not? And like a lot of the regulars say, you know, it's not Dave's shop. It's our shop. Right. Dave just owns it, you know. Right, and, right. And I think that was part of the warm reception we got after, you know, the word got out that we actually purchased was, okay, great we were worried about somebody coming in here that doesn't know our shop, you know, and I wasn't trying to change the dynamic of this shop. You know, there was a few tweaks here and there, but you know, for the most part, this shop belongs to my customers, mm. you know, and at the same time, my old customers are now bringing in new customers and my new, my old customers are hanging out more, buying more, 
you know, and it's, it's all about the customer experience. So if we can keep my regulars regular and my new guys in the regulars, everything's great. Sure. You know, and right now we're, we're not crowded. We're busy. Right. You know, I used to say, I don't want to be crowded. I want to be busy. Sure. You know, sure. But then now that I look back on it, it's like, well, you know, every so often, the crowd ain't so bad because everybody gets to know each other. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and, sure. and strangely enough, you know, the one thing I can't think of anything else on this planet that crosses more lines than cigars. Right. You know, right. race, religion, um, you know, income, you know, everything. And, and melting pot of customers, which I wouldn't trade for the world. And and it's funny, Dave, uh, we actually talked about that earlier in the segment. And uh, when you get a chance to hear the whole podcast in its entirety, we 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 uh, we dedicated a segment just to that. Well, Dave, uh, we're about to uh, about to wrap it up. I promise to uh, keep it brief. So uh, I'm kind of going into my rapid fire uh, segment of it. Uh, tell us uh, where 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 you located. Um and uh, do you have a Facebook page? Do you have a website? Just so people, if they want to explore more. Okay, I'm located uh, in Hiram, Georgia at 37 Beatty Street, Suite 107. Again, that's Hiram, Georgia. If you need a zip code for your GPS, 30141. Um, my webpage, I'm sorry, is go, the number two, smokes.com. That's go to smokes.com. And at Facebook, we're facebook.com slash DD Cigars. That'll work, Dave. And, uh, you know, I I do know, uh, and this will be my final uh, question to you. Uh, I I spoke earlier uh, about, you know, it's good to have your shop. Uh, and it's good to go to your shop and have a flag planted in your shop. But I also advocate going out. And visiting other shops as well, because like you said, it's a melting pot. You never know who you might meet. Uh, a lot of business gets done in cigar shops. Can you tell us three cigar shops that you have visited in the metro Atlanta area that you enjoy? Other other than D&D, of course. Wow. Um, right off the top, uh, the guys out in Stonecrest area, Wise Ash. Um uh, you're going to have to, I apologize to MJ right now with the MJ's new spot out there in Conyers. I can't think of the name of it. It's escaping me, but, um, God, I know, you know, it. if you have it, please let them know, but I like yeah, MJ's spot. Yeah, it's kind of new and I want to visit it. Uh, and MJ, we're, we're going to, we're, we're going to make every effort to get him on the show as well. Yeah. And, and again, MJ, I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of the shop right now. Um, and thirdly, um, Right off the top, wow! Because I've been in here so much lately. Of course, you don't. You know that red door. There's, you know, there's. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, nothing that, else to say about whole, that. That's another right. whole level. It's a whole other level, right? I, I'm gonna throw one out there because uh, I'm gonna throw one out there, and you you just say thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, when when we launched our business, our bow tie business, uh, the uh, original owner of the Highland Cigar, uh, Brian Mitchell actually called me up uh, and invited us to do our first trunk show in the Highland Cigar. Now, it's since changed hands twice, and I feel right. now it's it's back on, on the 
the level that it once was and even exceeded it. But uh, would, would you put the Highland Cigar on that list? I would definitely put Highland Cigar on that list. Um, you know, when when Brian had the place, we were we were regulars. Hell, I think that's where me and you were introduced. I think um, so. You know, we we spent a lot of time down there. I love the place, you know, and of course, yeah, it went through its changes and, you know, I, I won't even elaborate on that. Right. But what I will do, you know, I haven't been in there a while because I've been here. Right. You know, and it's been taking quite a bit of my time. But as I'm getting to a point now where I can start getting back out and starting to see other shops, you know, I'll start doing that. I need to get over to Douglasville to the cigar box. I hear those guys yes, great innovations over there. You know, we share a lot of customers. You know, mm-hmm. we were we did a Perdomo tour together. You know, we were there at the same time for the factory tour. And um, they're a great bunch of guys over there. You know, sure. a lot of their customers come back and forth, you know, so. Yeah, I gotta I get over there and see them. I would you know, definitely so. agree with that. I, I would that the, that is a great shop for for those who are in the uh, Douglasville area. Uh, it's close to the mall out there, uh, but I would definitely agree with that. Good melting pot, clean, good humidor, and they have done some upgrades that I haven't seen yet. But I've got to get out there. Well, uh, listen, I want to really thank you for your time. Uh, sorry we missed you the other day, uh, and. Uh, and uh, Kudos and a shout out to your niece who just graduated a uh, Tuskegee nursing school, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's actually so going in, going into her senior year. She just had her pinning and okay. capping ceremony. So, yeah, she's we're okay. real proud of her. So, well, good, good. She'll be the next well, Dave, owner of this uh, thing if anything happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Well, Dave, uh, you know, we always uh, want you to know that you're always welcome uh, on uh, on our podcast, and we'd like to have you back maybe uh, around the holidays uh, and, you know, see what's going on. I just I, I just feel like you're going to have a great holiday season, and we want to thank you for sharing uh, your expertise. Congratulations on the shop, and I will be around there. I know I'll be there Friday for the GTO event in a little a little uh, uh, well-kept secret about GTO that I'm proud about was I was the actual person who got GTO into that shop. Um, I do a lot of shops, of course, you know that, and I had a great relationship with Gary and got a great relationship with Oscar, and uh, I was the one that actually made the introduction to get him in the shop, so uh, I was. I'm, that's something that I'm proud about because, you know, Atlanta, it's all about networking and helping people grow right. and if enough people grow you're gonna grow so uh that's that's just a little a little backstory that a lot of people don't know so uh I, i'll definitely see you uh i'll definitely see you it's saturday for the event or friday uh it's friday okay all right, all right. wait 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 let me run out of here because you know i'm i've been doing all kind of craziness here yeah friday the 25th Okay, Friday the twenty fifth. So I would definitely, uh, I'll definitely be there. And uh, again, uh, Dave, thank you so much for your time. Regards to your wife, and uh, keep living the boats I like. All right, thank you, sir. All right, take care. Okay. All right, bye.